Welcome to Adopting Zero Trust, an independent podcast that dives into the world of zero trust and tells the story of people who are adopting it. Throughout our series, we'll investigate why zero trust is becoming a critical concept for cybersecurity. Our hosts, Elliot Volkman and Neil Dennis, will have transparent and open conversations with the people driving modern security approaches forward while leaving vendor hype behind. It's time to remove implicit trust and buzzwords and get to the root of the movement. Hello there, my name's Elliot Volkman and I am the producer and one half of the hosts for the Adopting Zero Trust podcast, or as we're gonna be calling it, the AZT podcast. It's a little bit shorter, less of a mouthful. I just want to provide you a little bit of context and before we do that, just give you a quick thank you for checking this out. Um, Neil and I were just doing this as a uh, kind of independent series, learning experience, if you will, uh, to really understand the value that people have and are coming to find out of adopting zero trust. Uh, So as we go through this, obviously the core element of our conversations is around zero trust, but we'll obviously have conversations about cybersecurity in general. Uh, and as we kind of go through this, I just want to give you, I guess, uh, maybe some context and a warning. Uh, Neil and I are not doing this tied to any brand. Um, this is fully independent. So as part of that, uh, we get a little bit more creative control, a little less filtered. Uh, and for the most part, uh, the way that we're structuring this is we're bringing guests, hitting record and just seeing where it goes. So you will probably come to uh, find that Uh, Whether you call it rambling or conversational, whatever the approach may be, um, that's kind of our approach for this series. Uh, Maybe as we kind of go through this, we'll add a little bit of structure to this, Um, but we are thrilled that you are here uh, taking this journey with us. Uh, As you kind of start to listen, we are always open for feedback, Um, and you'll also see in our opening, uh, we've already gotten some feedback there. We're going to be changing that up as we kind of go through, Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're here along for the ride with you, uh, provide you as many good resources as we can, uh, because at the end of the day, we feel that zero trust is a very interesting concept. We don't know if it is the best concept, uh, but that is where you all come in and our guests come in. So that being said, uh, I'm going to quit rambling myself and just kind of throw you into it and enjoy. Uh, let us know again if you have any feedback. Thank you so much for being here with us. So I've got five questions for us to answer. Uh, and one of them is why in particular the two of us don't really have the need to define zero trust. Uh, I think that's one of the goals that we're kind of going through each of these conversations. We'll have different iterations uh, that, and you know, I just departed a zero trust company. So I feel <laughs> like coming from that, it's basically the lobbying firm of uh, organizations. They're out there trying to define what that is. You know, there's NIST, CISA and all those other organizations. We'll let them define it. But um, yeah, so I think that's pretty interesting of a statistic to throw out there because there is no like clear definition. There's like a dozen plus definitions out there. Uh, so I guess if they're saying there's that level of adoption, uh, even, you know, at the gate, uh, I, I'd be interested to see like how exactly they're defining that. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's a weird number, but it, to be fair, they were ambiguous mm-hmm. with it. They were talking about adopted versus considered and they lumped them all together so you could have five percent of people that had adopted zero trust in some nomenclature or another and 68 percent or whatever it was that said yeah we're we're going to maybe eventually um so i'll give give them some marketing props on that number because it's a very ambiguous they basically polled 100 percent of people that knew what the term meant and then 73 responded with yeah this is a definition (laughs) that we may or may not agree with yeah exactly like 
That's exactly right. It could be like the same people like, oh, yeah, we've got multi-factor authentication. We're right on that path for zero trust. We're in. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, all right. So let me we'll add a little bit of structure to this for as unstructured as we want to be. Um, but mostly I figured for this, we're going to turn this into the trailer. Uh, I'm going to do as little editing as possible. So when people end up listening to this or watching this, hopefully mostly just listening so they don't know. Uh, to go through our two double beard power here um that <laughs> they'll just kind of uh go through our chaotic uh, approach to conversations um but with that said maybe we uh introduce ourselves i feel like that we can at least owe that to the audience who is uh uh you know giving us an opportunity here to you know start this conversation in this journey but um since i'm the uh the guy who roped you into this i figure i'll start throwing questions your way um, but that means uh, you need to go first. Uh, tell the world who you are, what you're up to. Uh, you don't have to throw out any names that you don't feel comfortable with. But yeah, Neil, who is Neil Dennis? What are you up to? Uh, why are we here? Yeah, that's a long laundry list, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, uh, first off, thanks thanks for bringing me into this loop. Um, gives me some motivation to do some other personal pet projects, podcasting, now that I've got the schnazzy little microphone and everything. <laughs> Um, that being said, you know, long winded discussions around career paths, cybersecurity, fun stuff, 20 plus years in the industry in some vein or another, hence all the fledgling gray that's starting to get there. Surprised I don't have more, um, Marine Corps, SIGINT guy. I've been involved in Intel as an opportunity since 2001, uh, in some form or another linguist, SIGINT or some other fun three letter agency things throughout the years off and on of contractor, all the other junk that goes with it, but it's been kind of a wonderful Rolodex of things that have allowed me to take on more technology expert roles, uh, mm -hmm. you know, technologist type looks at things. And I think for me, going through things, finding out new ways to do old things or making old things new again, which uh, to be fair, I think zero trust as a as a thought flow is kind kind of is an old new kind of concept, mm -hmm. you know, like cloud computing. Woohoo! The cloud. The cloud's been around right. since we had server space. We just gave it a name, uh, and so I think that's what for me. This is an interesting path that I'm looking forward to. Zero trust as an idea, but more so the technology stack that's coming out of this whole thing that claims to be some kind of methodology of zero trust. So the technologist in me is very excited about this, and the intel mm -hmm. analyst in me is very curious about the philosophical nature of these discussions that we'll have as well. So. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I know you didn't throw this out there, but I'll say one of the most interesting uh, elements of your background that constantly kind of surprised me is uh, your involvement with the ISACs. The way that you're able to work with them, and I feel like the community there in our space is still just not known, like from marketers and journalists and reporters, they just don't understand the value that comes from like... I'm going to throw that term out there, but the collective defense. Um, I love that term. Absolutely do. And I feel like the ISACs are like the pinnacle of how that functions and your, yeah. your background, you're functioning with them. Uh, yeah. I think that's very cool. And more people need to be aware of that. Uh, so it'll be pretty interesting to see like the zero trust elements of community and how that comes together and towards that collective defense. Because today, um, nothing that I've really seen that's out there uh applies to bringing outside organizations outside of like protecting or you know uh supporting this uh supply chain and reducing supply chain attacks stuff like that um but it'll be interesting to see where that comes into play too 
Yeah, agreed. The ISAC ISA world is a very fun space. I, you know, having both worked in it and now for it in a roundabout way makes mm-hmm. things kind of interesting. And I, I get a unique personal perspective because of how many hands-ons I get to have with the various communities. And it's neat to see what impacts them. It's neat to see where they're going. And it's also neat to see the trust models that get built out of that, both impersonal and beyond, uh, whether they stay within the communities or they spin up net new private communities, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's neat. It's fun. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I think at the end of the day, if there's more infusion of that, I think there's probably better potential for success with zero trust adoption. Cause today it's very siloed. People have no idea what they're doing. If you Google search it, uh, the first set of results that you're going to find are basically the vendors, like, you know, organizations that I work with that, you know, you could sort of work alongside, um, that are lobbying for these different missions and trying to point people in the right direction. But, you know, that's why we're here. So we're trying to have these conversations. And then I'll give my two-second background, which is uh, I started in journalism, went to marketing, and I still live in journalism. And that's about all, as much as I'm willing to tell you because there's nothing too interesting beyond that. Uh, fortunately, I've been in the cybersecurity space for like six years, had plenty of time to meet amazing folks like yourselves. Uh, I think we're just trying to facilitate conversations with uh, this community and kind of see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of my quick background. Uh, we don't really need to go beyond that. Um, so really what we're here to discuss, um, and we've already alluded to that with some of our ramblings is, um, you know, the world of zero trust. So obviously in the past couple of months, um, the white house has said that the federal government is set to adopt zero trust in the next couple of years that, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. And by the way, Uh, We're not really doing a whole lot of filtering here, so I apologize to any of our employers or connections or partners that get offended. Um, (laughs) But yeah, two years for something that massive is absolutely insane. Uh, More power to y'all. But yeah, that's a a pretty lofty goal, uh, in my opinion, and only my opinion. So no one one that pays my bills uh, influences uh, that. That being said, um, I absolutely love that that's out there because, you know, there's more organizations, private and public industries are going to have to kind of rally around that concept. Um, but that concept is still very blurry. So I think in my opinion, uh, what I'd love to hear people and what we're going to have conversations with people about is what comes next. Now that this huge thing is put onto a pedestal, uh, really what is like the baseline of what zero trust adoption looks like as you threw out that statistic, is it is something as simple as like multi-factor authentication? Uh, is it, you know, the, uh, the IM or IDP element of it? Because in my opinion, that's like the entry point. The bare minimum is being able to get identity in there, getting uh, inventory of all that. Uh, multi-factor is obviously an element, but, you know, what comes next? There's network protection, there's data, all that good stuff. Uh, so that that's definitely where my head's at, but I'd love your opinion. You know, what do you want to get out of these conversations? Man, like I said, uh, so the technologist piece, you know, once again, yep. there's a lot of net new things that go into this idea. There's a lot of net new thought flow. Even once again, it, it's still old as new at the base level, but thinking back to cloud security, when we started defining things as in the cloud versus just in someone else's server rack in their basement, that bred a whole new genre of what it meant to be in the security market space. Now everything's cloud security, this cloud security, that SaaS providers in the cloud, you know, you've got service Mm -hmm. providers who build their entire stack of offerings in in a third party cloud. Right. And so zero trust to me is it's a curiosity piece here to see 
you know, is it really just a buzzword or is it something conceptually that sticks and drives a market forward with new net positive ideas and, and solutions? I, I think it is. I think we're already doing that. I think we're starting to see that more holistically. And that, that to me is a curiosity point. One, to get people's ideas on whether they believe in it or not, mm-hmm. get people's ideas on the technologies that are coming out of that, regardless of terminology and the impact of those technologies. And then policy and procedures. Uh, you know, you mentioned government stuff. You mentioned adoptions being mandated, things like that. That That's a, a big piece of driving in an industry forward. The moment mm-hmm. a FedGov space decides, wow, this is something that we want to do, U.S., EU, Asia markets, whatever. The moment a region decides as a, at a federal level that this is it, mm-hmm. so many vendors come out of the woodworks to say, cool, let's see what we can do. And trial and error comes out, new things come out, new new tools, new toys, new bells and whistles and buttons, things to create. Right. That, that's my curiosity point to kind of couple those three aspects together at the end of the day to see regardless of terminologies, what new to the market toys come out of this concept and what does it really do at the end of the day to impact our overall security stature. Um, and then more importantly, I guess the Intel enemy is also very curious to see what the threat actors are going to do to start to exploit that concept a little bit more mm-hmm. and try to find ways around it. And uh, they always will. So, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I, I think we're already seeing that at the end of the day, social engineering is still going to thwart all of this. So, you know, regardless of like the level of technology that's in place, no matter if they're checking all their compliance boxes, I mean, it, it takes like one accidental click of an email and someone, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry, boss. I had to get you a $500 Amazon gift cards. Uh, and now the, now the system's cracked open, uh, whatever that looks like. But yeah, I think the technological, uh, outputs that are going to come out of this are pretty interesting. Obviously today organizations are sort of rushing to market to adjust their messaging with existing stuff, (laughs) tweak it a little bit and kind of go from there. But I think the organizations, and you can see that from like the VC funding, um, and the acquisitions and mergers that are already happening in the past few years. Um, there's definitely a lot happening. So we'll we'll definitely see a lot more consolidation platform building. If you look at like Gartner and Forrester, they're obviously encouraging people to consolidate vendors as part of that, uh, reduce the supply chain attacks. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot that comes out of this. It's just, you know, uh, you know, we got, we got an open uh, world ahead of us. So hopefully we can uh, start picking up on that for the people who are on the ground and actually putting these in place. I think one of the fun things we can consider is, you know, fad or fact, you know, fact or fiction in the uh, structure right. of what's going on. Um, I know, I, I think the other fun aspect of this is it's going to be a heated discussion for some. Uh, I, I, I look forward to having those types of personalities involved as right. much as I look forward to just the diehard, yes, zero trust is here and we love it <laughs> uh, on both sides. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that discussion path where, you know, we can have both sides of the spectrum come on and really, mm-hmm. you know, slam it or promote it. And then the ones in the middle that are just kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. I think that's actually going to be one of my favorite elements. There are definitely some people out there that are just, you know, they're trashing it left or right because they feel like it's an unattainable goal. And maybe that's just part of the system in itself. Maybe Zero Trust is designed to have an initial goalpost and then you kind of chase it and that's just part of the process. But 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the more that we can get people providing constructive feedback, <laughs> um, regardless if it's like, you know, about a two year goal for an entire series of federal agencies, um, or if it's as simple as like the technology just can't really uh, accomplish what, you know, the goals are setting out for us today. Uh, that'll be pretty cool. Maybe we can kind of pit them together, <laughs> uh, let them duke it out. We'll just kind of sit back with our popcorn and enjoy the show. <laughs> little panel moderation never hurts anybody. Right? Yeah, I think that's the dream right there. Just let them do the work, go to <laughs> uh, see what comes out of it. I think the the other thing is, you know, what's going to come after Zero Trust? Is it truly, um, you know, the next thing? Is everyone going to jump onto it? Or, you know, are we going to see like with technology like XDR came out, um, you know, what falls before or after that? So uh, that'll yeah. be pretty interesting to see. But I think conceptually there's more around zero trust instead of technologically so may have more uh, staying power than the technological elements yeah i mean i think that's a, a good point you know there's there's a lot of people playing philosophy professor in various formats right linkedin mm -hmm. and wherever else about what this actually means and to that same point you you have a group of people that philosophically think it's a concept that's worth investigating whether mm -hmm. you know whether the tool stack is there or not you know they can look at it as an approach as a uh, paradigm shift outside of just a technology offering and then there's the people that take it the step further and they expect technology to provide the paradigm shift not just a cultural shift and then there's the people who don't want anything to do with either side of that at all um, so I, yeah i think there's multiple hats to approach it from multiple discussionary pieces and it, it's it's like uh you know, old school CISOs versus new school CISOs in a sense, mm -hmm. you know, in the early 2000s, when the idea of a CISO was spinning up, what was their role? Their role was to build compliance as mm -hmm. a fundamental nature. We we quickly learned in 2007, eight after the first major big box company breached that maybe compliance wasn't the right thing to focus on and actually do security since that's mm -hmm. in your title. Um, but they played the blame game and CISOs were scapegoats right. for the next five to six years. And then we have the next generation in our age bracket, plus or minus a few years, maybe more minus than not, uh, that are understand compliance obviously needs to happen. You still have to tell the regulators that you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But now they're pushed towards more security-driven models as a CISO. And so I, I think, once again, to wrap it back around, zero trust as a concept, you have people getting in at the ground floor who have their own philosophical approach to it. But as it stays and has more grounded discussions not only helps drive the market space around what the technology looks like but it also drives the next generation of people who have to think either beyond it or adopt it one way or the other um, so i think we're we're probably in that that beginning phase where people realize like the government we're going to mm -hmm. adopt it whether we understand what it actually is or not we're going to adopt it we're going to get right. into that compliance mentality first and then we'll suss out the regular details you know in the coming years around what it actually means to implement it and be secure in it uh, so I think that's kind of, for me, that's kind of a fun outlook to think about. Um, yeah. Philosophic, philosophical approach versus, uh, you know, actual getting the right things done approach. So. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and I think uh, just for like transparency for anyone that might be listening as far as what we're going for here. Um, so Neil and I are not affiliated with any vendors for this podcast. It's just kind of our own show. We're kind of messing around. Uh, so that being said, there are no vendor dollars behind this. So whatever conversations that we're having here, um, you know, mostly it's just 
to have these conversations where we're getting our creative mojo going. Um, but that also uh, ensures that there's just transparency and openness in these conversations. So we can have these constructive conversations. Yeah, we'll definitely be chatting with people that are going to have, you know, kind of fanboyisms with the concept of zero <laughs> trust. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we want to understand why the people on the ground actually are adopting zero trust. What are they doing? Uh, what does that journey look like? And kind of go from there. So, yeah, we'll probably chat with some vendors along the way. Um, but I think like MSPs who are definitely coaching people through this right now, um, even some business development sales folks who are having the conversations and consulting um, to get people in the door with their technology. Yeah, we'll absolutely have those conversations. So uh, I think the sky's the limit as far as all that goes, but it'll be interesting just to see what pops out of this. But we're not really limiting it. But uh, yeah, we have no vendor uh, uh, influence here either. I mean, I wouldn't say no. To, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I think I think it's important for conversations like these to stay as agnostic as possible, at least from right. our perspective. And like like I mentioned earlier, my my personal goal is is to gain a better understanding of this. And the Intel analyst in me, you know, there, there's bias implicit in everything we do. But uh, being cognizant of my bias allows me to approach things hopefully in a much more uh, agnostic and ambivalent field of manner for discussion. So that that's that's what I'm hoping to do and hoping to think about. Hey, I'm looking to be convinced. Left, right, middle road, do, don't, mm -hmm. yes, maybes. Uh, that that's that's where I'm going into it from. You know, I I have no to the point financial or otherwise dog in the fight as a whole, other than just trying to get some knowledge out of this idea. And I think that's what's good for both of us. You know, mm. neither of us are really coming at this with an implicit idea other than that it's a concept. We want to think about some more and learn some more about what it actually really means and where it's going. And and, and I like that. I think that's that's the intriguing aspect here. And when we get those people on either side of the spectrum so far off, that those to me are going to be the fun conversation, whether they're in the mm -hmm. room together or not. Those are going to be the fun conversations um, to have really uh, consistently and persistently the middle of the road people you need that that middleweight personalities that understand both sides obviously but I, i'm looking mm -hmm. more forward to the extremes and the conversations ahead so <laughs> awesome yeah I, honestly i think you even answered my final question which is you know why do you think people should listen to us and at the end of the day it's about you know we're exploring this conversation together uh, i don't think there is a proper unified uh, approach or set of messaging that people can take to the table, to the organization, everything's going to be adaptable. Uh, but you know, if you have an answer for that specifically, you're more than welcome to throw it out there. Uh, I'm just throwing this out there because yeah, we're, we're just trying to explore this conversation, uh, together. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, and this is an exploratory journey where we're wanting to get something out of it from a knowledge base just to make ourselves a little brighter and hopefully everybody else gets something out of it in that same aspect. And then as we push forward, as we move a little bit further left, right of this idea and grow the the base of people and the understanding of what's available, you know, that there's some room to to grow and and have more focused engagements and feedback loops around what this is, I think. And I think that's going to be fun. When we finally get to a point where people are Maybe not soliciting for advice directly from us, but at least asking us who we think would be good people from one side or the other. And I, I think that's that's going to be important. I think being able to put together a compendium of resources across the mm -hmm. spectrum of what this means, being able to try to stay as non-biased as possible 
during mm-hmm. specific conversations when they get heated in particular <laughs> uh, and, and keep an open mind about what this is. And I, I think with that, that capacity in mind and knowing that we're right along with a lot of people at ground zero for some of these things right? Um, and, and having that perspective, I think is going to be fun. And I think that's going to be impactful for those who are paying attention and listening in, you know, if you're at the ground floor or if you're already you know, fully scaled and understand, or you think you understand what zero trust is. Our goal is to find something that new to discuss, tweak the little curiosity buttons in your mind, and maybe give you something to think about on either side of this discussion. And then, you know, come out at the top a little bit smarter as a whole. So that was way better articulated than what I threw out there. So see, that's, that's why you're here. (laughs) Uh, You don't need the reporter. You get the, uh, the threat intel guy who just knows how to talk to everybody in schmooze. Yeah. Courtesy of a lifelong job of briefing generals and other corporate <laughs> bigwigs who don't understand a darn thing sometimes or vice versa. Yeah. I don't understand a daggum thing they're saying. And I got to go ask somebody else, but it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. And I think the beauty of all what we're basically putting together, uh, you know, there are organizations that I'll throw out there like cloud security Alliance who are um, trying to do this in a, professional way they're trying to work with organizations and you know put frameworks and all that stuff together um we're we're not doing that um so i i fully appreciate what they're doing they're trying to map out like all the vendors that those are fantastic resources but i think at the end of the day we're gonna try to create some resources link everyone to as much uh that's out there as possible as we kind of filter out through um the lack of better words bullshit or quality uh resources uh, and just kind of help people on their journey, or maybe, you know, the journey just stops dead in its track when we identify it's just, you know, the pie in the sky and maybe it's, uh, not achievable, uh, whatever that looks like, uh, you know, our goal is to just help people get to the right resources and cut through the stuff. Cause, uh, fortunately the marketer on this call, uh, basically will tell you what you see on the first page of your Google search results are based on a lot of money, uh, and not necessarily the best resources that are out there. So we're going to help you kind of fight through that, uh, the Google search results. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky enough to be up there in the top 10 one day. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's why I call this adopting zero trust. That is exactly <laughs> what people are going to be searching for. And it'll be there. Page one. No, no issues. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. I, I, I have, <laughs> I have faith in my marketing counterpart for sure. No, but it, it ain't going to be because of this on the front screen. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, come on. It's the power of the beard. And yeah, when we got to get you to, Grow it out, and then we'll do like a uh, two beards marketing campaign. Yeah, there you go. I actually had to trim it down because when I was in Italy, uh, it was so humid over there in some of the cities that I was in. It was just is absolutely nasty. And then my <laughs> wife was like trying to get photos, and yeah, she she would not let me live it down if I looked homeless while we're doing those <laughs> photos. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, you're good. Well. Cool. Uh, so this is episode one, y'all. It is our trailer. I don't know what's going to come out of this. Um, again, we're not really going to edit too much of this. So if you if you stay to the end, thank you. Uh, if you are coming back for the upcoming episodes, we greatly appreciate it. Um, but, you know, we are excited about this journey and y'all are coming along with us. So as you kind of come along, throw us some feedback. Uh, we are not going to tell you to like or follow uh inadvertently i think i just did that but we're not going to do that after this um so we're here for the ride and just kind of see what happens
Thank you for joining AZT, an independent series. Your hosts have been Elliot Volkman and Neil Dennis. To learn more about Zero Trust, go to adoptingzerotrust.com, subscribe to our newsletter or join our Slack community. Viewpoints expressed during the show do not reflect the brands, employers or companies of our hosts, guests or potential sponsors.